Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Bill Young Grow Wealthy Podcast. My name is Walida Sheree. In today's podcast episode, I want to talk to us millennials on how to help our parents and grandparents be protected against the latest scams of financial abuse. In case you're not aware, June is Elder Abuse Awareness Month, and this is a time that we should take to educate both our parents and grandparents on how to protect themselves. Without further ado, let's get into this. I read an article from Penn Fed Credit Union, and I just wanted to share this because I thought this was important because most of our parents and grandparents are now approaching or have surpassed the age of 60, which is often the targets of criminals because they are more financially secure. Sometimes they experience memory loss and they tend to be more trusting. So up to 5 million older Americans are abused every year and the annual loss by victims of financial abuse is estimated to be at least $36.5 billion. So there's a bunch of scam artists that are literally preying on our parents and our grandparents. The first thing that was brought up, which this is a personal thing that my grandparents actually experienced, is called the grandparent scam. So for those of you who have not heard of the grandparent scam, the way this works is that a scammer is going to call your parent or your grandparent and they're going to pretend that they're a grandchild because they know most grandparents have grandchildren and those grandchildren are dear to their hearts. So they'll say something like, hi grandma or grandpa, do you know who this is? And because most times, at least like in the case of my grandma, she doesn't really remember or recognize all of our voices because there's quite a few grandkids in the family. So then the grandparent will try to take a wild guess. After they do that, then that scammer is going to pretend that they're that grandchild. Once the scammer has the grandparents' attention because now they believe that this is the grandchild that they're talking to, they're going to tell them that they have some money problems, some unexpected overdue rent, some payment for car repairs, or even a hospital bill that they have to get paid ASAP. In the case of my grandma, she was told by the scammer that a cousin of ours was in a car accident and they needed to send her some funds immediately. But here's the catch. They didn't want her to come to the scene. They didn't want her to send any family to the scene. They usually request for money to be sent in a way that can't be tracked. So they wanted her to go to Walmart and upload some money to some debit gift cards and send them that um, those debit gift cards. But they also can do things like Western Union or MoneyGram or some type of wiring that they want you or your grandparents to send. And then they'll use that line, please don't tell my parents because they'll kill me. Now, because of that situation, my grandmother already told us that if we do run into a situation, don't call her, which unfortunately, if I ever did have a financial issue, I cannot go to my grandparents anymore because somebody has already abused them and have caused them to lose thousands of dollars that they'll never get back. The other thing is called the puppy scam. And for those of you who are lovers of dogs, then this absolutely can happen to you also. But basically what happens is that there'll be some type of post about some type of adorable puppy or dog that's for sale. And the price is too good to be true. So they'll call or they'll message to inquire about that puppy. And once the scammer gets a hold of the older person, they'll get their contact information and then they'll present them with a number of fees such as 
payments of upfront adoption fees, shipping costs, etc. And then they'll tell them that they need to pay either through the wire transfer or, like I said, what happened to my grandparents, prepaid debit cards. After that, they'll have a lot of excuses why the puppy can be delivered because they then have to pay for insurance costs, they have to have some type of specialized veterinary care, quarantine costs, and the reality is there will be no puppy and all of the money is going to be gone. The third type of thing that can happen is the tech support scam. And this actually happened to me. So like I said, this is Elder Abuse Awareness Month. So we need to inform our parents and grandparents, but we also need to be informed as well. The way this works is that you can be surfing on your computer and then you'll get this message to pop up to say that you have some type of virus on your account. I was trying to watch a TV show and this was before streaming really became popular and I was trying to go through, you know, those backdoor websites to watch the TV show and then this pop-up pops up from Microsoft saying that I had a virus on my computer and that I needed to pay in order for them to unlock the computer. Now, all of my pictures from Europe and all over the world that I've traveled to at that point were on my computer. I didn't want to take a chance of losing them, so I panicked. Hindsight looking back, I think about it and I actually was scammed because they didn't want a Visa card, which is what I had. They wanted a MasterCard, which I didn't have. And I think they know that more people typically have Visas versus MasterCards, which is why they probably presented only a MasterCard as an option. The other alternative was to link your bank account and pay directly from your bank account. And I definitely don't recommend that because what ended up happening was I freaked out. I didn't want to lose my pictures and they told me the only way I can get my computer off is if I pay and then they can unlock it. And then they told me I had to download some type of virus software thing on my computer and it had to always stay on. And all these things now looking back is definitely red flags, but at the time I wasn't aware. And I definitely want you to be aware for your parents and your grandparents. So what ended up happening is, is that I gave them my bank information and then I found out they had no affiliation with Microsoft. So then I really started panicking because now they have my information to my bank account. So I called my bank and I told them what happened and they had to shut my entire bank down. Everything associated with that account had to be taken down. So my debit, my credit, savings, everything had to be started anew, which is very discouraging because I had a really good credit at that time. And your credit history is based on your years that you've had a lender, such as a credit card. And I had to start from scratch and this happened in 2017. So my account really had to restart from scratch in 2017. Just be aware that if you get this screen that pops up and they pretend that they're Microsoft or Apple, which is the typical thing they do, make sure you do not click on the link and make sure you take it to your local computer tech. We do not give your information to these people because they are trying to scam you. The next thing is online romance scams. Now we live in an age of online dating. Be aware of romance scammers who usually create fake profiles on dating websites and on social media sites. So they can be hard to spot sometimes, but they have things that they do that are pretty typical. Like they'll say that they're living or traveling outside of the United States, which is why they can't meet your parents or your grandparents. They'll also say some flattery things like 
professing their love, asking them to move off of the dating service. They want to communicate with you usually directly by text or email. They also want to make plans to meet in person, but it almost never happens. Every time you plan to meet, they always cancel. And then they usually have some type of medical emergency or some type of unexpected expense, which at that point is when they may ask your parent or your grandparent for some money. They may also ask for money to pay for a trip together or for them to come and visit. And they typically ask for money to be wired or to buy a gift card or cash reload card and provide them with the card number. The fifth way is called the pigeon drop. So the pigeon is actually the victim. In this case, it would be the parent or the grandparent. What happens is that they'll say they found a large sum of money and are willing to split it if the victim will make a show of good faith. So what they'll do is they'll meet up with the person, they'll have a bag of money, and then they'll say, is this your money? And then the person says, yes, that's my money. Um, and then they'll say things like, well, we can split the money, but you need to give me some of your money and then we'll split this money. After they do that, they'll take what seemed to be the real money and give that to the pigeon, which is the victim, the parent or the grandparent in this case, and then they exchange it for the fake money. So they'll give fake money to the victim and then they'll take the victim's real money. And that happens often too. The sixth way is called email phishing scams. I think at this point, if you've been a part of the email community, you just know, you know, how to avoid scams. But basically what happens is that the singer will receive an email message that appears to be legitimate from a company or a financial institution. And it'll say things like they'll need to update or verify their personal information. In one of the variations of this scam, the older member may receive an email that appears to be from the IRS about a tax refund and request personal information to receive the funds. As you all should know at this point, the IRS will never send you any communication through email ever. And usually your bank, unless you signed up for some type of e-documents, your bank will not contact you either through your email. The seventh type of scam is called investment scams. They know most seniors are going to retire soon and that they want to try to safeguard their money. So they'll typically target seniors and whether it's a pyramid scheme or like the Nigerian prince. And just to be clear, some investments are legitimate investments. You should see a full portfolio before you invest. But if they're just telling you without any type of proof, that is how it's a scam. The eighth way is the homeowner related scams. Scammers like to take advantage of the fact that many people above a certain age own their homes. They know that they have valuable assets that are constantly increasing the potential dollar. So they may say something like you own property taxes by sending an a quote unquote official county assessor's office letter. And they try to make it look official, but when you really look at it, it only has public information, things you can find online. It never actually gives the real details of what the tax office would present. Um, and then they'll tell you you need to pay all these fees and, and that the fees have to be paid in advance before they can assess the property. After you send the money, you'll never hear from them again. And so you have to be aware of the homeowner related scams as well. Another one is with legitimate reverse mortgages on the rise, scammers are taking advantage of this new popularity. As opposed to official refinancing programs, unsecured reverse mortgages can lead property owners to lose their homes when the scammers offer money or a free house somewhere else in exchange for the title to the property. The ninth way seniors can get scammed is sweepstakes and lottery scams. 
This simple scam is one with which most credit unions are familiar. In this one, scammers inform the older member that they have won a lottery or sweepstakes and must make some sort of payment. For example, to cover the taxes before they can collect the winnings. To lend credibility to the scam, seniors will often be sent a check representing partial payment of the winnings that they can deposit into their credit union account. Before the check has time to be rejected as fraudulent, the scammers will quickly collect money from the older member for the supposed fees or taxes on the prize. When the check bounces, the scammers are long gone and the member is out of all of the tax and fee money that they paid the scammers. And this happened to my father. So when I came to visit him last summer, he was showing me a letter that sent him a check for $4,000. And they said they needed him to cash a check in order for him to receive the money, of course. But when he deposited the check, they also had a clause that he only keeps half of the money. The other half of the money had to be sent somewhere else. So my dad's like, this seems very scammy. And I said, this definitely is a scam. Do not cash that check because you actually can get in trouble if you cash the check. So that is something that um, you definitely need to help your parents and grandparents to understand is that if it sounds too good to be true, then it probably is. And the last thing is funeral scams. And these people have to have the worst kind of conscience to be able to prey on people in such a very vulnerable time of their life. But the FBI warns about two types of funeral related frauds often used against seniors. The first one, scammers read obituaries and call or attend the funeral service to take advantage of the grieving widow or widower. The scammer claims that the deceased had an outstanding debt with them and will try to extort money from relatives to settle the fake debts. In another common scam, funeral directors will insist that an expensive burial casket is necessary even when performing a direct cremation. In reality, cremation can be accomplished with an inexpensive cardboard casket. At the conclusion of this podcast, I just want us all to be aware that yes, this is Elder Abuse Awareness Month, but this can also happen to us if we're not educated about what to look for. So that is all I have for now. If you're new to the podcast, please subscribe. If you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back. Please share this episode with a friend. And that's all I have for now. Until next time, I will talk to you later.